episode of That Movie Show. Mike Went and Eddie McCabe taking you through another week of movie talk. Eddie, I almost called you Eddie Belfort. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing PG Keen, Jelly Bean. For the first time in forever, there's a fire in my belly. And God, it feels good to have a purpose. I believe we're dubbing Eddie the Wolf of Waltham now. Yeah, the Wolf of Waltham. Uh, basically, uh, for those of you who have no idea what has been happening in the world. If uh, you've been living under a rock, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, basically, some uh, some idiots on Reddit uh, basically decided to dismantle Wall Street. And they basically started buying GameStop GameStop stock in order to basically make a huge profit and it went from being worth like two dollars a share to like four hundred dollars a share overnight well it just so happens that one asshole that asshole being me ended up already having a bunch of that stuff and made a cool couple hundred bucks nice i'm just gonna Uh, sit here because i mean you said idiots on wall street but i'm thinking you know they're they're the living embodiment of that thor meme that that's what heroes do yeah that's what (laughs) heroes do uh it's been very fun so like for it all started because a buddy of mine was like hey man you should get robin hood it's like a like a stock trading app and you can like learn how to do it and like buy your own stocks and stuff and like start investing that way and i was like okay i guess i could do that so then i did that months ago and the big one that I got it for was because it was like, oh, Pfizer, they're like having a really promising COVID vaccine. And I was just like, oh, okay, I'll buy some stock in Pfizer and then maybe I'll make some money with the medical stuff because that seems it's like medical and technology and those skyrocket and stuff. Right. So I bought that and I put money in, but then I just ended up buying stupid shit. so like i have amc because i am a member of the amc a list and so don't you let anybody tell my choice they won't let you leave (laughs) no that's uh that's the showcase subscribe oh okay oh that's right because see i had to i was coming up on, on my my showcase subscribe renewal um so full backstory, Eddie and I used to be sponsored by Showcase before the pandemic. We were going to continue to be sponsored, you know, but, you know, the pandemic. Yeah. Um, movie theaters and closed. Movie theaters closed, thus rendering the Showcase subscribe app useless to us because we could not go to the right. movies. Um, <laughs> but they, all of a sudden I got an email, as you got, yeah. saying we're going to automatically renew or reactivate your Showcase subscribe and you could pick the date. And the very last date was December 31st of last year. So New Year's Eve. Right. And this email came probably in the summertime. So I'm like, all right, what's the furthest away I can just push this and ignore it for right now? Because I don't feel like dealing with it. And who the hell knows what's going to happen in the fall? Pushed it there. All of a sudden, like, you know, this pandemic's still going on. Yeah. It's December. And I'm and I'm texting you. I'm like, how did you get out of it? And you're like, well, they charged me 40 bucks and I canceled. I'm like, okay, I don't want to deal with that right now. So... (laughs) I tried canceling. It didn't work. I used like I was using two phones at the same time, like trying to because yeah, when, you had a guy open, in the van. Yeah, it's like when you open the app, it would like open for like a second and then flip to a, a pop up that you couldn't close out of. So I was like trying to time it where the app would open and I would hit the profile button so I could like break in the back door type of thing. Yeah. It wasn't working. 
it no. just wasn't fucking working. So finally, I got around to the point where it was like the week before, and I'm like, I, I just I can't justify giving them forty dollars. I just no. can't. Like because I, the worst I, like is- I would love because we were not lying when we when we talked about Showcase Describe. It was a great app to have when theaters were open. Even yeah. living down here on the Cape, I would still go to movie theaters. Like I, it was great because I could now explore the South Shore options like Randolph and stuff like that. Yeah. However, I haven't been to a movie theater. Since well, pre since pre pandemic, Invisible Man was the last movie I saw. Okay, yeah, famously uh, the last two movies I saw was The Hunt and <laughs> Bloodshot, Bloodshot, Vin Diesel, the Vin um, Diesel expanded universe. Yeah, Vin Diesel expanded universe. He isn't Groot in this, and that's the tagline. Um, but I, you know, it, there's no it really new, was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no new movies, and so right. the crappy part about that and. Uh, the AMC A list even is that it's like yeah you technically have new movies coming out or right. not new movies you have your theaters are open and right. I can go see a movie but it's just like yeah look here's the thing I don't want to risk catching a deadly disease so I can see flipping Star Wars yeah and, and yeah to that point it's like uh, showcase uh, in December and November one of them like each week ran it was basically tarantino month and they ran right. all his movies all month i'm like I'm like that's fucking awesome that's a great idea that's a great yeah. way to get people to come in i'm not gonna go because i own all the movies and i'm again i'm not gonna risk it just to go right. see pulp fiction in the theater for the 10th right. time in my life I'm not gonna do it so i finally got around to you know finding the correct email and was like i don't want to pay for this please take me off and it took a couple of days, but they finally got yeah. me out, so I didn't get the charge for the $40. Oh, that's um, yeah. Wow, I win. Uh, so, but stocks? That's what we yeah. were? Holy yeah. shit. Wow, did we go off on an ADD tangent on that yeah, one? Yeah, real big. Um, I, but yeah. You feel like we had to get something off our chest for a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, because I'm a member of the AMC A-list, I already have stock in AMC. You see, and that's one of the stocks that everybody was like, you know, losing their shit about. And then, uh, you know, Bitcoin, not Bitcoin, but cryptocurrency, uh, you know, Elon Musk tweeted about it and it was like 0.0002 cents. So I threw $40 at that because why the fuck not? And then it like decided that it got all the way up to like five cents. And because I had $5 billion in this cryptocurrency. It's like, hey, do you want $500? And it's just like, yeah, sure, I guess. Fucking love it. Yes. Fucking <laughs> why not? I guess. You know, um, it's all a means to an end. I just want to buy Disney and WWE stock right. without actually having to like put the cash up front, I guess. Without actually having to buy it. Right. Yeah. Without having to like actually be like, I'm going to give you the full $170 for this stock. So without knowing too much about stocks, it it's kind of sounds like uh, what what you're trying to do is for from like casino terms, like playing with house money. Yeah. So basically, the the whole point is is that you're you're buying a portion of the company, right? Okay. That's that's what it is. And you know, let's just say there's a hundred like there's a hundred pieces of Disney stock, right? And so there's a hundred people that can own part of Disney, the company, right. and so. The more people that want that, Mm -hmm. the more expensive that becomes, right? Because, you know, if, you know, nobody really wants GoPro, so, or GameStop, for example, right? Nobody wanted GameStop last week. So that was $1.50. 
But now today, everybody wants GameStop stock. No. So yeah, for the wrong reasons. For the wrong reasons, <laughs> but they still do. So it's it's not like we're going back to trade in our games. <laughs> yeah, four hundred dollars for GameStop stock. Right. You know, and so like that's that's how that works. And so the now the nonsense that's kind of happening is is that like, you know. Basically, there's a bunch of people that like are super wealthy and super loaded and they're fucking with money and like basically treating it as a casino. And then everybody that's all these normal people that have these apps like Robinhood are like, oh, so like all that information that you use to make a boatload of money is like, you know, easily accessible. Oh, that's what you're doing. Oh, we can do that, too. And then. You know, and then the problem was, is that all these billionaires were like crying foul and it was just like, oh, you're a bunch of fucking idiots. Well, they shut down the app, right? They shut down the app. They made it like a huge thing. And it's just like, hey, guys, I don't know if you know this, but like if you make it a thing, it's going to be a thing. Like if you just let these people have their moment with GameStop and they're all high five in and you know, they're going to laugh about it. They'll get bored and go away because it's the fucking internet. But as soon as you're just like, no, I'm wealthy and you're not doing this correct. Well, now it's a cause. And when it's a cause now it's like, Oh, this cryptocurrency, which is basically monopoly money. We're going to make actually worth something. So a bunch of us can actually make money. Like that's what we're going to do. I mean, basically what, what, what I thought of when, when this happened, uh, is basically, this is what happens when you force every nerd in the world to stay home for a year. And then the rich people quibble over whether $600 is enough for 11 months. Yeah. Right. Guess what's going to happen? Yeah. Oh, we figured uh, out. I think I found something. Yeah, right. I figured <laughs> out how to make all the money. You know what I mean? And it's like, it was a very fun couple of days. You guys want to fuck over Wall Street? Yeah, okay, cool. Let's do that on a Tuesday. All right. Yeah. Like, I'm on Although TikTok. Although it did fall on a Wednesday. Why is everything happening on a Everything's Wednesday? Everything's on Wednesday. Everything is a fuck. Okay. What is going on with fucking Wednesdays? So, so 2020. 2020, we had, you know, one life-changing, you know, event, (laughs) all-time event a month. And 2021 said, hey, bitch, hold my beer because we're doing it once a week. And it's going to be Wednesday. And it's just going to be Wednesday. Everybody hates Wednesday already, so we're just going to keep it as Wednesday. (laughs) Because it's like we had an insurrection. We had an insurrection and then an impeachment, and everything looks like we're going to head to civil war. Then we have an inauguration, and everybody's just like, all right, I guess we can kind of like relax now. And then it was just like, no, fuck Wall Street. Am I right? (laughs) Like, what the fuck is going to happen next? Like, do you know what will be nuts? Is if now next month, right? Because Monday is February, and that's the second month of the year. We right. get two a week, and then March, down. then Double when down. March shows up, it's three. You know what I mean? Like it just keeps with the months at that oh, point. Oh so god! I by the time wait. December rolls around, it's just every fucking day. Oh my god! I can't wait. That's, I, I can wait. Actually, that that could that could never happen, and I'd be good with it. <laughs> we just. I I've been saying it now. For three weeks, can we not have an historical event happen next week? No, <laughs> That'd be nice. No, I don't. No, I don't want to be part of history anymore. Like no, I'm done. We're gonna have two. We're gonna have two historical events. <laughs> Basically, like someone figured out, uh, we've done nothing historic for like I don't know twenty, thirty years. You want to double down on all that shit? <laughs> yeah, I think the last historical thing that we did was nine eleven. I was in. <laughs> so. I think yeah, that we'll wasn't overdo. good. 
that one that one didn't uh, that one didn't market test very well. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Let's just throw a bunch of shit at the wall, see what sticks. <laughs> Insurrection. Start up. Pandemic. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have a pandemic. We're gonna also all forget that the president tried to start World War Three by assassinating a Middle Eastern general. You know, we're just gonna forget about that. I know that. I forgot that one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we're just gonna forget that. So much so that we thought that the Pakistani government was gonna ruin the inauguration for some reason. Like ever like Jesus Christ. That feels like like it when, like when that happened though. when that happened last year. It really kind of felt like that was the like weird semi inconsequential thing that happens in like episode two of a show where it's just <laughs> like, oh, wait, that was really fucked up that the thing that happened. I really hope that that thing just doesn't come back and bite us in the ass. And it's just like now we're just still waiting because that's how the season ends. It's just like Pakistan rolls up and just like nukes Miami. <laughs> It's like it, basically it's uh, it's the Russian from the Pine Barrens episode of Sopranos. We're all just yeah. spending the rest of the fucking series waiting for him to come back. Where yeah. is the Russian? <laughs> yes, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. You know, oh, you don't really start realizing it. It's like you know, I've been rewatching Doctor Who, and yeah. in the first uh, first season, uh, the word bad or the words bad wolf keep popping up, and you and then at some point you're just like they're not. They just keep fucking saying it. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? And now I'm looking for it for somebody to say it, and then it fucking comes to fruition. And you're like, ah, oh, that's what it meant the whole time, <laughs> you know. And so that's how I feel that life's gonna happen because really, we're really ramping it up for the final season of Earth, I guess. And and then you pull out and and the bottom of the coffee cup says Kaiser Soze. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then and then and this was all a big joke. I so can't the, wait for that one. Just the, fun the, part the about end of it. Fucking the curtain pulls up. Waka waka. It's like, what? <laughs> one of my favorite things about the, because um, I'm a psychopath, I guess. Sure. Uh, but, but I think about the usual suspects and like the whole thing. And here's the deal. Spoiler alert for the usual suspects. But if fuck you. Okay. Um, that's the kind of mood I'm in. Uh, at the end of the usual suspects, when Kaiser Sose, um, or verbal kint, he starts like walking down the street before he gets in the car. Sure. Yeah. How insane must that have looked to just normal fucking people? <laughs> like, this dude comes limping out of the police station. Starts. It was a body limp. It yeah. was a whole, like, yeah. if you're the watching this on video, it was a whole shoulder. The yeah. hand was all gimped up. The yeah. the leg was literally inverted. Like, yeah. you know, say what you know about Kevin Spacey, but the son of a bitch committed to that walking shit. Oh, 100%. <laughs> but in in universe, like, how insane must have that looked as like somebody just, like, walking down the street opposite him? You in know, the, just being in like, the usual Suspects Expanded Universe? Yeah. <laughs> And again, he's right outside the fucking police station and there's no cops being just like, hey, that guy's just I not watched that anymore. Like, I don't know, probably a few months ago. And that that ending, one of the things that kind of stood out was the fact it's like, oh, yeah, there was a time where we couldn't just text someone. Yeah. Where, where we weren't inches away from everyone in our life. Because they had to send, they had to sketch draw and then fax that sketch over. And then they, he just happened to be walking by the fax machine to pull it off and be like, oh, that looks like the fucking guy who just walked out of here. (laughs) And instead of being like putting an all alert, like sending a mass text out to every cop being like, hey, 
the guy walking. It's like he actually had to physically run after him. It's like, oh, yeah, right. there was a time where we couldn't just, I don't know, alert everyone we know that we're eating a sandwich. Yeah, <laughs> right. So nonsensical. I had a delicious ham sandwich today. I'll give it like two stars. Yeah. Wow. Ham wasn't quite smoked enough. Yeah, look, here's the thing. I, my waitress didn't say, have a nice day at the end, so one star. One star. I didn't tip her. <laughs> I didn't tip her. I <laughs> am a colossal cunt and a yelper. <laughs> yeah. Um, what I need you to do is know that I run a Facebook food group. And <laughs> I run a Facebook food group. So uh, this meal's free. Um, or else I'm going to tell everybody that your restaurant sucks. God, that sounds familiar. Sounds like my other show that we're talking about. <laughs> uh, here's the thing. Again, all I do is watch movies and I don't do much else. And I listen to that show, Nonsense, with Mike Went and Andy Milanakis. Ferg. Ferg. <laughs> Andy yes. Ferg. Yes, um, a lot of Facebook drama on the other show. It, it's a, it is a delightful show. And I'm not going to lie. I absolutely love that this dude's roast beef group got taken down by Facebook. Then you got in trouble because you're a pseudo white supremacist for referencing breaking two electric boogaloo. <laughs> and I'm like, God, I see. This is the thing. New age insiders shut down and all of the nonsense drama in my life went away. And on many levels, that's a good thing sure. and because, you know, you can only take so much of like, you're an awful person and you should kill yourself because you like Bill Goldberg, right? Like <laughs> I can do without that. Right. Yeah, you know, I, I can do without that, but there's so much nonsense drama with assholes that on pro wrestling stuff that I, it's like, Oh, I kind of do miss that. I do miss being called a white supremacist because, because I really liked the, I like movies so much that I referenced break into electric boogaloo completely not watching the news enough to know that that's also a reference to white supremacists. I don't know what world you live in lady, but Holy shit. Get off the internet. Well, that, that was just it. Uh, and without digging too deep, like that, that's one of those things like, like she was like, it's on Reddit. I'm like, look, I'm on Reddit. You can tailor what you see on Reddit. If you saw it on Reddit, you wanted to fucking see it. Here's you went, thing. you went looking for it. Cause all I see is movies and GTA. And that's pretty much it. Here's the maybe, thing. Maybe I'm occasional not on COVID Reddit. update. I'm not on Reddit because every single time I go on Reddit, it tells me I'm doing too many things and won't let me do shit. <laughs> So fuck that was, website. Was, you just gotta you gotta treat Reddit like a voyeur. You just gotta just gotta look at the information. Don't try to interact with people because it's a toxic place. It's yeah, really so, bad. It's like you know, it's the internet, so it's a horrible place. But you yeah. know, sometimes it's funny. Sometimes there's memes. I got oh, that's you know, I got I got a whole bunch of always sunny in Philadelphia groups where I'm just reading all the memes. I don't fucking participate. I just read. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and then steal and share TikTok. them as my own. What TikTok? TikTok is delightful. You know, TikTok is delightful because it's. Wow. Almost. I caught myself on that one. Almost used a North Shore reference for stupid. Didn't do it. Uh, it it's really fucking stupid. Uh, yes. I, the yes. fact that in a week and a half now, I've amassed 2,000 followers, and all I'm doing is once a day pointing my phone at whatever I'm watching on TV for 30 seconds. Yes. And one of them has over 110,000 views. Yeah. You guys are stupid. I'm fucking with you completely. You are all part of my dumb social media boredom experiment, and yeah. it's working. <laughs> like, yep. And I look, and it's like, I feel bad for you because it's like, you're trying. 
Yeah. You're actually turning the camera on yourself and trying to create content out there. And this and the dick who's just like, yeah, this is dumb. I'm going to point it at my TV for 30 seconds. Boom, 2,000 in a week. Like, I didn't have yeah. to work for that. Well, well, here's the thing. And this is the this is the shitty thing about that app, right? And and it's partly my own fault is that I don't no have. No edits, no transitions, yeah. no speaking, no text. Literally, right. what am I watching? Oh, I'm watching Swingers. Here you go. Here's 30 seconds of Swingers. Go. Yeah. 60,000 views, you fucking morons. <laughs> yeah, here's the thing. It's like I'm not even good angles. Sometimes the cup of water is in the in the frame. Right. <laughs> right. And so it's like this is the problem. And it's like it's my own fault because I don't have like a quote unquote niche. Right. Like I don't have one of I those. I don't like, think I did either. <laughs> well, no, that's the thing is that there are so many people that post like scenes from movies. And right. like, that's literally it. Some do it more elegantly than you do. Right. Where it's like people actually like rip the video and like, it's actually like formatted and shit, right. but it's like, but it's like, I see that shit all the time where it's just like, here's this scene from this horror movie. And they put up like two or three so that people like watch them or like, um, you know, Bill and Danny, a couple of park hoppers, right. right. They have over 10,000, but again, they're on Disney. Right, and, but they're also doing like content too, and and they should see. That's what I looked at. Like, like they should. You should. You you guys are actually putting forth the effort. Like, right. I watch your TikToks, and it's like, holy shit, he's really putting forth. Like, he's you thought things up. Like, you actually like even putting in half a thought is basically, more than what I'm doing. <laughs> for people that don't know or follow my TikTok, is if basically if I put like another two minutes into every video, it would be a stand up set, right. That would basically be it. Right. Exactly. Right. It's just weird anecdotes, funny. It'd be anecdotes. the proverbial tight five. Yeah. It'd be a tight <laughs> five. That's, the, that's basically it. Bill and Danny are like producing content about like Disney world. I'm right. You know, and, but, but that's the thing is like, you have, you have this like niche. There's like, that's like a place on TikTok that people do because it's like, I, they follow movies and it's just like, Oh, I saw swingers. And then once they see your thing and like it, they'll see 15 more of it. And it's just so like, stupid. yeah, it's nuts. That that was, and that was the other thing is like the bitch of it is, is like, I got a YouTube channel that I actually give a shit about that I actually put effort into. And it's like, I'm, I'm having trouble breaking a thousand fucking subscribers. Like that's all I'm, my goal is. I'm at like eight, eight fifty something like that, or eight twenty something. Right. And I'm like, I just want to get a thousand subscribers. This thing in a week yeah. on yeah. a goof. Yeah. <laughs> a fucking goof. Yeah. It's not, it's absolutely it's so dumb. Yeah. Well, it's, it's insane how the internet works. And I right? did it without tits. Yeah. I did. <laughs> You did. You didn't think you could do it. Because I, I kind of figured out that's a good way to get followers on TikTok. Have those. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes, it is. If you just show up and just start dancing. Like, they, like that's the thing is, like, I see these ones where they're all dancing and shit. And it's just like, oh, I'm never going to do that. It makes me feel so bad for the world. Like, like watching a lot of them, like, oh, man, really? Is this what we are? Right. Is this, well, is this is this who we are? And maybe I don't know. Maybe that just makes me an old fucking man. And yeah. That's it is well, what it is. That's the fucking badge I'm gonna wear. But man, it's like, stop. Like I watch. I'm like, I'm almost embarrassed for them. I'm like, stop it. Stop. Stop it. Well, there's so like the good thing is is that it's not like once you actually like deep dive and like start following things and people and liking videos and stuff, it really tailors it. And it's just like, look, there's a couple of people that I really like. There's this one woman who. That's like, the other thing. I follow nobody. Yeah, I, I, I think I got you, Danny, the rock and barstool sports, maybe a couple yeah. others. <laughs> so like, there's this one woman, like there's, there's like, she's a dancer and all of her videos are dancing videos, but 
she'll she like takes it to another level where it's like it's super edited it's not just like some teenage girl in her bedroom with her friend it's like oh i'm a professional dancer and um the best way to describe it is is do you remember that i think it was a beats or nike like headphone commercial where it was the headphone in the ear it was and but the ear was in the middle of the screen and no matter who was wearing the headphone it changed to different people but the basically it's like a thing you can do in premiere where yeah, yeah. you like basically i know select. the edit I, I know the edit you're talking about yeah and i know, so, I know the editing style I, I didn't see the commercial but I, yeah. I understand so she basically she's dancing and she's jumping up and down and she is in the same place in the frame the whole time but it looks like the room is going up and down you know what i didn't i didn't see that one but i did see one that i thought was very clever um, and it, it's a it's a girl who basically turn through a series of edits and, and transitions turns herself into an animated Disney princess. Sure. So so she starts dressed like she right. starts as herself dressed in normal clothes, and then she takes like a few steps towards the camera, strikes a pose, and then all of a sudden like a dissolve happens, and she it, it's really fucking creative. So, but again, yeah. that person should have. 10, 20,000 because they, they're fucking putting in work. Oh, yeah. That's I work. should not have a single follower. Yeah. The you'd fact I do it. You'd be so surprised because there's so many people. There's one that popped up um, where it's just scenes from the show The Rookie. I don't know what that is. It's a TV show called The Rookie, and okay. it's about a rookie cop. That's like all it is. And this entire TikTok profile is dedicated to scenes about the show, the rookie. That's it. Wasn't that a a Charlie Sheen movie? Uh, The rookie. No, that's Dennis Quaid where he's a baseball player. You're wrong. 1990 action drama, Charlie Sheen and Clint Eastwood, the rookie. Guess what we're doing next week, Eddie? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was going to be better than um, what I was going to suggest, which was one of my Bull Moose 5 Blu-ray bag. All right, we are hitting about the halfway point. So so before we jump into, because we didn't even cover anything we wanted to talk about. No, we just said Um, So So let's let's open up your your grab bag of mystery movies, because I'm guessing... They're probably going to be better than that death VHS I received <laughs> anonymously in the mail. Yeah. So uh, this, this <laughs> here's the thing. Bull Moose contacts us if you want to actually sponsor this because I would love you to sponsor this. But basically, they're a, uh, a, a entertainment store, right? They have DVDs, Blu-rays, books, music, um, yep. you know, everything, video games, stuff like that. And then right next to their register, they had this brown paper bag. And it's just six or five Blu-rays. There was also one that was 10 DVDs. Mm-hmm. And so it's just mystery. I have no idea what's in here. Um, 597. It looks like, yeah, it was six bucks. Six and bucks. So, so, you so get here f- we a go. Mystery grab bag. Are there actually cases or are they just, discs no, they're, in the bag? they're just loose. You oh, that's dangerous. It. Oh yeah, my God. You'd, yeah. You'd I'm already it. getting like hives. <laughs> All right. So here we go. You ready? Yep. The first one is boondock saints. Hang on a second. I'm gonna move my my camera here. Uh, move it to right right in front of your microphone. That's the center. There you go. Okay. Boondock Saints. Boondock Saints. Not the director's cuts. Okay, we're good. <laughs> Off to yeah. a good start already. <laughs> All right. Uh, the Identity Thief. Is is that with uh? I bet I that's no the idea. Melissa McCarthy, Jason Bateman. Oh, is that it's, it? It's not great. Of course it isn't. Max. 
I don't know what the fuck that is. I'm guessing a uh, dog movie. Yeah, so I believe this is the one about the uh, the military dog, and he's a military dog. All right. Uh, live free or die hard. Okay, that's a coaster. <laughs> <laughs> and wrapping up the original Independence Day. Hey, now, look at that. Finally a winner. Um Actually, Boondock Saxon is good. Uh, right, now, now all... the question for for six dollars, you got those five movies. Yes. Do you own any of them? Um, so here's the thing: I own a lot of movies on DVD. Yep. I don't own a lot of movies. Um, basically, back in the DZ, uh, there was a companion store to GameStop called Movie Stop, and basically, <laughs> I bought. Uh, I bought a bunch of movies from Movie Stop, yeah. and it was like my go-to place. But I bought them all on DVD. Yeah. I didn't buy any on Blu-ray. Sure. And then, uh, when I finally got a Blu-ray player because I got a PlayStation Three, uh, then I started purchasing Blu-rays. But my Blu-ray collection consists of essentially Phase One of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, missing a few, but um, essentially that. Yep. The movie Avatar and the, uh, I believe, Frozen Up and the Star Wars Complete Saga, which is the first six films. You get the uh, the one like in, in the, it's like the book. A hardcover book thing. But it's like uh, uh, the, the cover is basically like, uh, it's like the sand color with yes. Anakin, the young Anakin. Yep. Okay, that's, that's the one I got too. I like that yeah. one. I like that one. So, and then like, that's my, the, that is the end of my digital or my Blu-ray collection. Blu-ray collection. Now, okay. you know, just cause I, I, everything was digital right. after that, right. you know, for me. And sure. as much as I would like to collect physical media, I don't have the space for it. It's a, it's a commitment, man. That's the thing. It's like, <laughs> especially I, when you, when you're like me and you don't technically have a home, there's just piles of movies. Right everywhere oh here's the thing is like one of my favorite one of my favorite things and one something that i would love to do in the future when we do this show is do it in front of a wall of movies we did for a couple months we we did for a couple months i (laughs) love that aesthetic yoda had a top hat he's just he's homeless with me now he doesn't have his top hat his fancy dress party is over but Yeah. yeah like i mean when people you can go back and look at some of the old videos in that, like, I don't know, three or four month period we were doing them. But people think I'm joking when I used to say, like, film yeah. library. I was like, no, no, I had like three walls covered uh, with yeah. movies. Like, and this growing has up, been a lifelong thing. Like, my well, growing up, my basement was full of VHS tapes. Then I progressed right. on to laser discs, and I had a, basically what looked like a record collection to normal people. And right. then DVDs and, and fucking then Blu rays came in. I, I, I've started. Not going all in yet, but if I find like a good deal or a good set, I've started with 4Ks. Like I got a right. Apoc- Apocalypse Now, which has like I don't know eight cups oh, of the I movie. Taxi Driver too, and uh, and I got The Shining on 4K, and it's like right. you know I'm not gonna. There was a point where I was uh, replacing movies. Yeah. You know? So it's like when it, you know obviously VHS is a thing of the much long thing of the past. Those were all replaced with DVDs. Uh, I still actually have a few, um, but than DVDs and I'm started to replace them with Blu-rays, but I've gotten to a point where I've watched enough Blu-rays versus 4Ks and it's like it's too negligible of, of quality right. for me to redo my entire, it's 2,000 movies I'm not fucking doing it, you know no. what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's not worth it 
you know, and but here's the thing: is like, like one of my favorite things, and because I'm a movie nerd, and because I love movies so much, and like Disney Plus has done a better job of it than other streaming services. But I love all the special features. Like I love watching the bonus documentaries and the different featurettes and listening to the DVD commentary. And like, that is a huge thing that I miss with streaming services like Netflix, right? Massive loss. It's a massive loss. Now, again, like Disney plus is doing a great job of like adding those special features and deleted scenes, but you know, a bunch of them are still missing and I haven't looked at end game yet. Right. I haven't seen what that one is. They have but, some. They're not all there, but they what I do like is is they do have stuff like the commentary track. Right. Uh, and stuff like that. They, they, but there's you know, there's obviously some that aren't on there because um, you brought it up. You brought it up in uh, on nonsense. Right. I think either like two or three weeks ago, but you were talking about Tropic Thunder. Right. And that's that's my go to one where I talk about commentary tracks and how like. They're not all just like, yes, and so I decided to use this establishing shot because right. it conveyed this emotion. Because they're a lot more fun than that, right? And the one I always point to is Tropic Thunder. For those who don't know, Robert Downey Jr. in the movie Tropic Thunder says he does not break character until the credits roll on the DVD commentary. And that's exactly what fucking happens. Yep. He is basically his Kirk Lazarus as, I forget Lincoln his Osiris. other... Yeah, and so he plays that character until that character becomes Lazarus again, and then the credits roll, and like out of a coma, Robert Downey Jr. talks for the last like five minutes of the credits, and it is wonderful, especially because Jack Black and uh, Ben Stiller Stiller absolutely fucking hate it the whole time. Because they're themselves. They're Jack Black and Ben Stiller doing a real DVD commentary with a madman. Yes, (laughs) it's it literally like I I owned that for a while before actually clicking on the commentary track. And it was one of the greatest choices I ever made because it's literally like watching a brand new movie. Right. It was second movie for me. And and commentary tracks can be fun. Um, they, they can, you know, there's there's a few go to's that I I will always enjoy. Uh, Kevin Smith is one uh, because he especially the ones where he gets the gang together. Yeah, like him and Mosier have done a few where where it's just the two of them kind of really breaking down the movie from a technical, and I'm like, no, no, give give me Af- Affleck and Muse drunk, like give me those yeah. guys, you know what right. I mean? I want that. Um, uh, speaking of drunk, uh, Trey Parker, Matt Stone, any commentary track they've yep. done because they get the crew together and get hammered and watch the movie. Basically, what it is is if I can watch the movie and feel like I'm watching it with buddies. Yeah, like right. Those are good. Like Robert Rodriguez does them usually by himself, and he does a fantastic because he does both sides of the coin. He's like watching it with a buddy because he's a big film nerd, but he also made the movie, and he's a super like geeky film nerd from that side of right. it. Like he's he like does like does the editing and does the camera. He makes the fucking music. Um, and while we're on that, it boils into Tarantino, who doesn't do commentary tracks for his own movies, but when he pops up on others' movies, he's, like he's him, only done Reservoir Dogs. Kind of. It was it was like pieced to, together from other things. Like yeah. I know what you're talking about, but it wasn't like a true commentary track. Uh, but the two he did that are awesome was uh, him and Tony Scott did True Romance, yeah. and him and Robert Rodriguez did From Dust Till Dawn. And the From Dust Till Dawn one, I can like uh, on Robert Rodriguez's old El Rey TV channel, which I'm hoping is turning into a streaming thing because it went uh, off the air uh, at New yeah. Year's. Um, but they did a show called The Director's Chair, and Robert Rodriguez would sit down with directors and interview them. I mean, there's a two-part Tarantino one. And it's like, I could listen to these two guys talk about movies forever. 
it's just it's so like right on where my level of of like it's they like all the same shit. It's like right. shitty horror movies, kung fu, com- like bad comedies. It's like they're they're not like they're not like I found high, a strange service film critics. Like it doesn't need to be like you know made on this and this and this and this. It's it's so oh, fucking yeah. cool to listen to them. Um, another yeah. one I would recommend is, is uh, like any Kurt Russell, uh, John Carpenter movie. The two of them right. do a commentary track, and again, it's like two buddies because they are watching a movie. And when they can veer off from talking about the movie, it's it's awesome because they you know they can always come back around to it. But the it's just more the it's kind of like uh, we've referenced um, the 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 show that's deep in the the vault of the WWE Network called uh, Legends of Wrestling, the Roundtable. Yeah, and and I I love that shit because it's just long form road stories. Right. Like that was the stuff back uh, on one, one of my old podcasts, Mike and Billy, when we used to have wrestlers on, it was like, just tell me a fucking story. Like, like so my, one of my favorite interviews was Bob Holly. Like a, a one, sure. nobody would think, oh yeah, you know, Bob, fucking just road stories, man. Road stories. That's what I love. That's what, like, I don't know if you listened to it or watched it, but uh, Undertaker was on Joe Rogan this week or oh, last no, week. I haven't watched it. And I'm just like, ah, oh, I love these old fucking stories. It's yeah. so like, cause it's, it's stuff you don't get anymore because no. of, because of social media and shit like that. It, you know, people aren't just driving from town to town with a bag of potatoes and a six pack of beer. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it, they have contracts now. <laughs> and so like, but that's the one, that's the one real advantage to physical media right. as opposed to digital. And it's like when I have the space, mostly I always chalk it up to when I actually have an office and I have like a streaming room, sure. it's going to be, it's going to look like the most dysfunctional room in the entire fucking world because one corner is going to be a video library right. that I can shoot in front of. Mm-hmm. One is going to be a TV monitor. One's going to be a green screen. And then another is just going to be like shelving that I can just put different crap on. And like, it's going to look so dysfunctional, but it's like, that's the type of shit that I want is those like physical things. Um, you know, I almost, when I was at bull moose, I almost bought the, like, I don't have, I have iron man on DVD, but I don't have it on blu-ray. I don't have iron man two on blu-ray, you know? So I was going to purchase both of those, (laughs) you know, just so I had, cause I have the other ones on blu-ray, you know, but I don't iron man (laughs) three. I have iron man three. I do. It's weird. Yeah, you know, and then, and then well, I mean, the again, the the sickness. My collecting sickness is real deep, uh, yeah. because you brought up the the Marvel movies, and the bitch of it was, as a collector, you care about things that ev- that nobody thinks about. Like people are just like, oh, you bought the movie. I'm like, eh, eh. but the covers are important to me, right? And the bitch of it was, Marvel knew how to get that extra ten dollars out of me because they would put the best artwork on the 3d blu-ray set i've never and will never own a 3d tv i don't even think they make them anyway i think it was really like that was an official fad fad. it was definitely a fad but the fucking disc art on those like so much better so much better um and now what they've started because 3d isn't a thing i think they're doing it more on the 4k steel books that are coming out those are getting the super cool artwork. Um, and then it's like the Blu-ray gets the, you know, the clip art cut and paste. Then you go, here's your $20. Yeah. Thing. Here's the 4K poster. It's a little bit better. And then it's like, but the, the steel, like the limited steel, that's, that's why I got the shining 
right. on I don't I don't it's downstairs, but it's like it's a yellow steel book and it basically mimics the uh, the hedge maze in The Shining, sure. and but instead of just lines mimicking the shape of the hedge maze, it actually says "All work and no play makes Jack a dull boy." Kind of in the way that sure. I don't know if you remember when um, when Mayweather when we and McGregor the whole thing and yeah, it was the thing. Oh God, that was a television movie for the ages. Oh yeah, so when we did that. Yeah, that whole fucking thing. We did that actually in the archives. We, we watched the bad Shining for your enjoyment. Speaking of which, are we ready to move on? Yeah, let's move on. Okay, so I feel uh, like we've done a two-hour show and we haven't even talked about. Yes. Um. So Disney announced that on Friday, February nineteenth, which which is uh, what two, three weeks away, something like that. Yeah, three weeks away. It looks like. Um, the original Muppet Show will be dropping on Disney Plus. Um, which let's see. Apparently, this is going to be the first time that seasons four and five of The Muppet Show have ever been available commercially. So never on tape, never on DVD, never purchasable, uh, which is is super cool. So the original Muppet Show is dropping on February 19th on Disney+. Plus. So we decided that we were going to do, well, you decided, Muppet Treasure Island. Yeah. Centuries ago... A legendary treasure was buried on a remote island. And there's only one living soul daring enough to find it. Hello, everyone. Captain Abraham Smollett is taking command. This voyage has begun. To wherever the wind may take us. Hurry, Rizzo! I'm going as fast as I can. But there's trouble afoot. Beware the one-legged man. (laughs) He's the one to fear. (gasps) Long John Silver. At your service. One leg, Jim. Count him one. Now, the captain is being pursued by pirates. Pirates? We're sailing for buried treasure. We're gonna be rich. We're gonna be dead. (laughs) Surrounded by danger. Terrific. Captured by crazed wild pigs and sacrificed hideously before a pagan altar. Are we lucky or what? And haunted by his past. Bonsoir, mes amis. Old girlfriend. We got cabin fever. We lost what sense we had. We got cabin fever. We're all going mad. Pictures presents from Jim Henson Productions, a classic tale of ships coming in. Who hired this crew? And luck running out. Get the treasure. Let's torture the rat. Huh? No more, Miss My Sky. Cool. <laughs> Muppet Treasure Island. I'm starting to worry about this voyage. Muppet Treasure Island was released February 16th, 1996. It had a budget of $31 million. It came back with 34.3 at the box office. Some people consider it a success. I don't know. Those numbers don't add up to me. Um, It was written by Jerry Jewell, Kirk Thatcher, James Hart, uh, directed by Brian Henson, and stars Tim Curry and the Muppets. I'm just going to go with that. Sure, that that makes it a lot easier. There's a few other um, people, but let's be honest, it's Tim Curry and the Muppets. Yeah, it's Tim Curry and the Muppets. That's all that matters. Yep. Um, okay. 
So you, you chose this one, and I have way too many thoughts that aren't great. So I'm going to let you go first. Sure. So now, what did we say? 1996? Correct. So I was seven at the time, right? Uh, I, this is one of this is one of those movies. This is one of those movies, especially for me as a huge fan of the Muppets, especially at seven years old in the you know in the nineties. I saw this in theaters. I remember where I saw it. You know, I, I remember watching it. So I enjoy this movie. Um, you know, there were certain things that I found to still be giggling. Um, and I enjoyed it. I, I, you know, looking through nostalgia colored glasses, uh, I still enjoy it. But yeah, it's a little bit of a mess of a movie. It's definitely on that lower tier of the Muppet movie films, yeah. um, you know, because it's obviously not the original Muppet movie. Not as good as that. Great Muppet Caper. Definitely not as good as that. Or the uh, Muppets Take Manhattan or even the newest one with Jason Siegel that came out several years ago. I think the biggest thing about it was was Jim Henson was dead. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, this was around... I'm not sure... I'm going to try to figure out when he died real quick. Um, because there was certain Muppets where it was like, oh, they're, they're off-sounding Muppets. Yes. You know, uh, the, the one that stuck out really glaring was... And they were only in a few scenes. Um, was it Slatter and Waldorf? Yes. Those two, the, two, yeah. the two curmudgeons, yeah. Um, so they were the, basically the, the ship mass, they were at the front of the yeah. ship, uh, and they just sounded like dudes. Yeah, they did. They didn't sound, they were, they weren't themselves. Uh, Kermit sounded off. Kermit like was one of the most boring characters in the fucking movie. It, yeah, like, I watched was... it. I'm like, what is the point? And, and I'm gonna, like, I'm going to kind of trash the movie a little bit cause I did not enjoy it this morning when I watched it and That's it might've been the first time watching it. Um, and I, and I'm putting a lot of it on the fact that I don't think Brian Henson is a good filmmaker. No. And the movie. So again, now if I take the, if I take the nostalgia glasses off and I look at it as a person who reviews critiques and makes movies, um, the structure of this movie is a fucking mess. Like having, having this movie essentially be just like a traditional musical in the sense of, we have a little bit of scene up top in order to get us to the musical number to then move us on to the next scene. Uh, that's all this is mm-hmm. uh, for a tell for a, the source material being treasure Island. Yep. Um, there's a lot missing, right? There's a lot missing yep. and uh, which is really kind of lame. Uh, because well, it, well, what it does is it fucks up. A, well, it fucks up the ending for me personally. Yeah. Um, because I'm a huge fan, and for my nostalgia thing, is the 1950 version of Disney's Treasure Island. Yes. Because it ran on Disney Channel in the 80s when I was a kid, like, every fucking day. Oh, and into and, the 90s, because I remember watching it, too. And, like, that that was my version of Treasure Island. And I'm not going to sit here and be like, it's a great movie. It's, it's, it's a 50s Disney movie, you know what yeah. I mean? But what it did was tell the story. Right. And watching this movie, I remembered the story and I'm like, you're fucking up the story. Right. Because the, the two analogies I could come up with for what the like the musical portion of Muppet Treasure Island is like. Um, one is crude. It's like a porno. The, right. the, the plot is there just to get this to the next fuck scene. Yeah. Uh, it's not important. The other would be. It's how I remembered, and again, another massive disappointment of mine, because I love the Muppets. Like, I'm oh, Muppet, yeah. like, like, go back to our Muppet Christmas Carol. I, that fucking shit made me weep. Like, it was a really good movie. Um, 
but the another disappointment was when they turned a Christmas Carol into a TV musical, the live musical. Remember, like two years ago, yeah. we kind of did yeah. it on the show. Um, and they yada yada through most. They of yada yada the story just to get to the song and dance, and they added right. song and dance. That's why it was a three hour. It's a fucking eighty nine minute movie, and they turned it to a three hour musical. And it's like, right. it's all song. And like, all of a sudden I'm sitting there watching it and I'm a f- huge fan of a Christmas story, the movie. So I'm sitting there waiting for the, the story to come up and it's like, okay, we got done with that song. And then they start the story. I'm like, great. I'm going to sit, I'm going to actually enjoy this. And it's like, boom, nope. Yep. 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 We're not even going to give a shit because we're moving yeah. on a live set to over to this next part so we can hit our pose and do our dance. And it's like, <sighs> and that's how this right. felt. It's like when you start to kind of absorb yourself into the story, all of a sudden the musical number kicks off and it's like, why man? Like I was just starting to get there. Right. And when you look at, you know, the Muppet movie, the great Muppet caper Muppets take Manhattan. And for the most part, Christmas Carol, but even Christmas Carol's a little musically. It had, but it was a better musical because it fit the tone of the, the story. Right. But all the other Muppet movies are movies that have musical elements, not musicals. Whereas this one felt like a musical as opposed to a movie that that's the best part about when, when the Muppets are at their best and it's why that like that, I don't know if it's a meme or, you know, basically that internet thing pops up and it gets traction all the time. And you might know exactly what I'm about to reference is what is the movie that you would take, uh, you take one live action character and replace the entire rest of the cast with Muppets. That's really how I felt this movie was. Well, and that's what would happen. That's when Muppets are at their best is that it's like, oh, no, this is a real movie. It's just the Muppets are the actors like that's when they're at their best. And I guess I should say that that's what I was hoping for in the opening scene, because I was because Billy Connolly was all over the place in the opening scene of this movie. And I'm like, oh. This is just like I thought I thought the same exact thing. I'm like, this is just like that meme. It he must be like going insane right now. Also, uh, before we move on from him, first person to ever die in a Muppet movie. Yeah. Weird. Um, but yeah, like like that's how I felt going into it. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, this is just because it was like three songs in the first fucking ten minutes of the movie. Yeah. Like, yeah, come on, man. Get your pacing together. Um one of the things that pro- that might have played into that, I have no idea, um, was the fact that uh, the second unit director was credited as basically helming most of this movie. Sure. Um, which kind of was interesting because I was doing a little bit of research while watching it. And when the movie ended, usually the first credit you see is directed by. The first right. credit was second unit director and the guy's name. And I'm like, that's fucking really, and there's got to be some truth to it. The, the rumor was that Brian Henson was doing a lot of partying at the time and was quote unquote sure. sick through most of the movie. Yeah, okay. uh, so, uh, so the dude was hung over through most of his Muppet movie, which uh, go back. Tracks. It's, yeah. It's in our archives. Happy time murders. That's a whole right. hot mess of shit. Um, yeah. that again, I was really excited for when the trailer dropped. Like, like we were right. like, I remember when we were talking about like this is gonna be fucking awesome. It's like R-rated Muppets. This is great. It looks funny as shit. Nope, right. nope. It was garbage. Um, yeah, he's just not a good filmmaker. <laughs> no, he's not. Par- partying and hangovers aside, he's just not a good filmmaker. Yeah, I mean it's easy, you know. And the good thing is, is that they were able to get 
the two important things away from him, but the fact that they're not they, that he doesn't control the Muppets anymore and it's Disney and you know, he doesn't control Sesame street anymore. You know, it's right. like, look, go make all as many happy time murders as you want. At least you can't fuck with those things. Right. Um, you know, because here's the thing. I mean, this is, we all know the way that Disney operates, right? We're going to get the Muppet show on to, um, Disney plus. Yep. And then within the next year, hopefully everybody kind of like watches and kind of refalls in love with that version of the Muppets. Right. And then they're just going to relaunch the fucking Muppet show. They, they might. Um, I probably will. I didn't honestly, I didn't hate the, the relaunch of the Muppets a couple of few years ago when it was yeah. kind of like the, the basically office the office. Or, yeah. yeah. I didn't hate it. It was different. Uh, it wasn't like, on par or even on brand for what Muppet humor was. There was a lot of sex right. jokes in there. Um, yeah, well, because it was like a primetime show, too. But that it was, was just weird. it. It was like, I'm, also, I'm an adult, and I was watching it like 8 o'clock at night, so it's like, oh, I'm fine with this. It's fu- yeah. it's funny. It's different. It's doing it something different. Fine. Uh, it was fine, but, uh, you know, I, I have always loved the original Muppet show, and then they had the Muppet show Tonight, sure, which was like the Disney, like the Disney Channel reboot of that. Right. And even that was fun. You know, like that was a really good show. So I think that less is more when it kind of comes to them. Um, um, Tim Curry, one of my huh. favorite people in the world. Yeah. And he, he's he gone on record as saying not only did he love the process of making this movie, he it's still one of his favorite uh, parts of all time. He was he also went into it uh, as a massive Muppet fan. Sure. Uh, so, so and with that knowledge, watching him through this and knowing how Tim Curry is the, uh, the very over the top actor that he is. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, Oh yeah. He's having a blast. Oh like, yeah. This, this is right in his fucking wheelhouse. He <laughs> looked like he was having a blast and that's why watching him when he's on screen, yeah. it it's more watchable because right. it's just like, it's like watching Nicholas cage. Kind <laughs> <of>. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> like they're not the same, but they're the same. Right. <laughs> it's like, so, so that he was weird... having fun. He was a good part of it. Yeah, the boy um, was terrible. Uh, yes, and uh, the boy, like it, it took me again. I was doing research while watching it. Clearly, it wasn't keeping my attention. Also, this movie felt like it was ten years long. Like yeah. it just the pacing was so dragging, yeah. uh, and most of it because of the musicals. Um, I but, do like Cabin Fever still, but <laughs> they. They went, uh, the kid was going through puberty during the movie, uh, so much to the point that they couldn't use his voice for the singing. Yeah. They had, they had to dub, they had to redub the old recordings or something of the songs that he was singing. So that I was like, cause it felt weird. Like I'm watching it being like, it that doesn't, it's, it, it felt it's like a re- disembodied voice. Yeah. And it clearly was. Um, and just for the, as far as the story's concerned and they tried to, because again, I remember the the story from the 1950 movie, and the story of Long John Silver and and Jim Hawkins was a really well played out story in that movie. Right. And because of all the shenanigans in this movie, that whole story was very downplayed. Right. Which for me fucks up the ending of the movie. Because yeah. the ending of the movie when Tim Curry, Long John Silver, is escaping with the treasure and Jim catches him and he's dealing with the fact that he wants to alert 
the rest of the crew that their prisoner is escaping with the treasure, but also what he should have been dealing with that wasn't completely right. conveyed because at this point we didn't get it because it wasn't established in the movie was basically Long John Silver was a father figure to Jim Hawkins. Right. And they became very, very close to the point that, and again, it was done so poorly in this movie. Long John Silver saves Jim Hawkins from potential death from pirates. Right. In the story. In this one, it's kind of like, I don't know, there's so much shit going on. He's like, run. It's like, what? Is that well, it? Also, That's all you're going to give me? Because that was the emotional point that we needed to make the final scene where Tim Curry's giving it to us. He's crying. He's got the whole shit. He's, he's acting his fucking ass off. Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't care. You right. haven't made me care to this point. I know what, cause I know the story. So I know what I'm supposed to be feeling. Right. And I'm like, I, it's not registering. No. no. And it sucks because, and, and this is the one downside to the fact that Jim Hawkins was a person and then we saddled him with Gonzo and Rizzo, right? Because now the story isn't necessarily like the story isn't necessarily like, oh, this lone boy is taken in by the ship cook, right? And then it turns out the ship cook is the owner of a fast food uh, fish franchise, <laughs> right? <laughs> That was that was the point we were supposed to get for this movie, right? Is that at the end of the day he just owns Fuck you. He, just owns, he owns a fast food fried fish fair franchise. He owns the not red lobster fish chain. Yeah. Okay. That's uh, that's what the, I took away from this movie, but I could be fast food fish I could chain. Be wrong. Uh no, but you know, so instead of it being this like, you know, this orphan boy being right. taken in by this guy and having this relationship built, it was like, well, who's your friends, your old friends or your new friend? And then the reveal of Long John Silver being a bad guy right. comes way too soon. Again, because of all the musical shit, we didn't have time to establish anything. So yeah. none of none of the moments that are supposed to be big moments emotionally and, and theatrically None of them are really paid off because we haven't right. emotionally set up for this yet. We haven't set it up through the movie. We've just been worrying about all the song and dance and the fucking sight gags. It's yeah. like, I, I don't, I don't, I, uh, I get some of them are chucklable. Yeah. But, but like, there's a story that you're just abandoning for sight gags. And I, and again, it's like, I, I hate to feel like I have to say it, but you have to say it. It's like, I get it. It's a Muppet movie made for fucking kids. Yeah, but, but that's but the you're thing. doing it. You're basing it on a piece of legendary American literature, right? But even still, that's not acceptable because they did it either years prior or a few years later with a Christmas Carol, right? You know, and, you and know again, what I mean. It, it feels like, and and the fucked up thing about it is, is Brian Henson directed a Christmas the the Christmas Carol one too. Um, now that was ninety two. Uh, it was yeah. four years earlier. Um, his, his dad had only been dead two years at that point. Uh, so this is now six years. Uh, Jim Henson died in 90. Um, my, my feeling is that, that he, he got, there was enough of a, there was enough of the old guard right uh, around him for a Christmas Carol that it was almost like it's impossible for him to fuck this up. Yeah. And then a lot well, of that if got the movie, if the movies released in 92 Henson, like Jim Henson probably did 90% of the probably had work. a lot of work on it. Yeah. Um, but by 96 or I, yeah. So this is probably being filmed in 95 ish. Um, 
enough of the core group had probably splintered off at that point, even to the to the fact that Frank Oz, um, who still voiced Fozzie, uh, Piggy, and uh, Sam the Eagle, he yeah. still voiced them, but he didn't puppeteer them, meaning he wasn't on set for it because he was off filming Bowfinger. He was oh, he directed yeah. that. He directed yeah. Bowfinger at the same time. So normally Frank Oz was on set puppeteering and doing all that stuff. He just showed up after the fact to voice this shit. Um, now he, he had recorded, you know, we did a read through, they did a read through and stuff and they were going off his cues and stuff. But again, there's, it's different if you're the guys actually there who's been right. puppeteering these things for 50 years. You oh know what yeah. I mean? it, it's he a different Fozzie dynamic. Bear. He is Fozzie bear. Um, so there was, again, if it's one of those things that felt like a lot of it was riding because Muppet Christmas Carol was a success. It was more of a success than Cause this, this yeah. made made three million more dollars than they spent. That's not yeah. a success in my. Book. That's not a huge success. You the, know, the, the other thing too is the Christmas is like, one. I think doubled their money. Yeah, well, you have to imagine like everything they you know you do is supposed to be in like series and you know kind of related right. for the most part, and so it's like yeah, this was probably going to be the plan, right? This was going to be the Muppet plan, kind of going forward post Jim Henson is. Let's take classic American literature or classic literature because mm-hmm. Dickens isn't American, right. but take classic literature and let's retell these stories with the Muppets, which on paper is a fantastic decision because it's like, you know, immediately what comes to mind is, is like, you know, obviously we'd have to change the script and language a little bit, but it's just like, oh yeah, what about Tom Sawyer or Huck Finn? You know, those, either one of those would be fantastic, mm-hmm. you know? That sort of stuff. Uh, the Great Gatsby would be very fun with Muppets. Um, well, f- funnily, you say, you say that that was the plan. Uh, Walt Disney Pictures had optioned to greenlight another M- Muppet movie after this. Um, however, Brian Henson <laughs> made a deal with Sony Pictures, and Disney was like, yeah, go fuck yourself. Yeah, of course they did. And the next Muppet movie we got was 2011, the Jason Segel one that went back to Disney once they bought all of it. Yeah. Uh, they bought all the Muppets. Uh, so yes, the plan was Disney had a plan to yeah. make these types of Muppet movies. The the stuff you hear about what the plans were for Muppet integration in Walt Disney, like all the way around, yeah. is if you like the Muppets, like obviously if you don't like the Muppets, you wouldn't care. But if you like the Muppets, like... MGM, that whole area, or now what's Hollywood, what's called Hollywood Studios, and the area that is now basically Galaxy's Edge, um, it was originally going to be an entire Muppets-themed land. The whole, like, they were going to have their own version of the great movie ride, so it was basically going to be the exact same thing except all of the Muppets involved in the movies as opposed to, you know, more classic animatronics. Sure. Uh, Stuff like this, right, where you were going to get far more movies. The Muppets were going to take over all of Disneyland at one point, you know, and it's just like, man, and then that guy died because he had flipping pneumonia and wouldn't go to the hospital. Yep. That sucks. Yeah. And now the only representation we have is the last movie he directed. And his idiot kid took over. Yeah. And the last bit of like stuff that we have with the Muppets in these parks is Muppet Vision 3D, which is nice. That's still one of my favorite things to do. It's I, really nice. I still nice. giggle like a fucking kid with that one. Yeah. I mean, watching Sweetums come out every time looking yep. for 
for the bunny is fucking hilarious. Bean bunny. Yeah, you know, very funny. Um, but we get that, and then we have the like great moments in history, like stage show that kind of sometimes happens in Liberty Square. I love it. I really think, and again, you know, who knows, but I don't, nobody, nobody loves the hall of presidents. You know what I mean? Especially in today's climate. And (laughs) I seriously think I talked about it on my YouTube channel and I think you should all go check it out, but I'll basically talk about it here briefly is get rid of the hall of presidents as a serious attraction. Get rid of it. Nobody actually like, the political discourse in this country is a fucking nightmare and nobody is going to watch it. Like they'll go see great moments with Mr. Lincoln, because I think we all as a country objectively think that Lincoln was a good president. So I think that maybe we can agree on that. He did a thing or two. Yeah, he, did a, he, he had a really tall hat, I guess. So like we can keep the great moments with Mr. Lincoln, but the hall of presidents should be rethemed yeah. with the Muppets. The Muppets should take you through, like, whether it's American history as a whole or the presidents. They they bring you through the presidents. And, like, the presidents can still talk and, yay, fun, because, hooray, America. But, God damn it, wouldn't it be fucking funny if Fozzie Bear was trying to recite the Declaration of Independence and Statler and Waldorf are just giving him shit the whole time? You know you love it. I know I love it. And we should make it happen. I think because I let's see, I know I went to the I know I went to the Hall of Presidents with my grandfather as a kid. Yeah, I hadn't been back until 2018 when we went on Christmas. The only reason was every ride was two hours long, except for the big theater ones. So Carousel of Progress uh, and and Hall of Presidents, those were easy to get in on. Plus air conditioning. Um, So they had redone the theater like the year before. Yeah. And I will say this. The movie portion of yeah. Hall of Presidents is awesome in that like one, 180 fucking theater, that 180 yeah. theater, not 360, but 180. Yeah. So like half the room is the is the theater. Awesome. Grand scope of it. It's like that that made me feel more American than anything I've ever experienced in my life. So that was sure. awesome. Then the animatronics start. I'm like, all right. Because yeah, you, you can't get around people's fucking. Just people are gonna be people, and and right. you know, some people were cheering, some people were booing. I'm like, oh my god, are you fucking really bringing this shit to Disney? Like, yeah, like, right. Like, like, come on, man. So I see there, there's. I think there's a happy medium there, uh, because I I wouldn't want them to lose it again. It's not something I will ever step foot in again. Right. And, and not because it was a bad experience, just because it's it's like. Eh. Well, the problem is I've, I've been there, done that. Adding another guy isn't going to make me want to jump in there and hear what Biden has to say right. as, as an animatronic. It's just the not. last time the last time I saw it, Bush was the newest president. OK, right? that was the last time I saw the, the and it's just like the, I've been a bunch of times since. You know what I mean? So at the very least, I should have been able to go see it with Obama and Trump. Yep. Right. But at yep. no point did I feel like, oh, I need to go. I need to go in and watch this because what like having Obama then say a quick paragraph and then have Trump say a quick paragraph. Like, I don't care. I don't, I don't. Well, well, that's just it. And it's like, like I said, the only reason we walked in there was because everything we want, we, we literally walked into the magic kingdom with three fast passes on Christmas day 
asses yeah. to elbows across the board. Everything was a two hour line. It's like, all right, well, let's at least do something while we're here before we just hop on the monorail and take the fuck off so we can go, you know, breathe for a second. Yeah, right, so right. it was that. It was the it was the theater ones that you could, you know, feed two hundred people at a at a clip into. And it's like, okay, like I said, I hadn't been into that thing since the eighties. So I didn't yeah. have I didn't really remember it. I knew they had the animatronics and the talking thing. It's like, yeah, sure. and yeah, the when the Lincoln animatronic stands up, that was pretty fucking cool. But yeah, right. not something I'm gonna like be like, oh, we're going to Disney. We gotta definitely bookmark no. bookmark a half an hour for this. You know what I no, mean? <laughs> but a conversation between Lincoln and Miss Piggy, a hundred percent. I'm all there. Like I said, that's okay. That's a great great way to look at it because. Like I said, I did it once, and I'm not going to probably go into the Hall of Presidents again. Right. But every time, the show hasn't changed, but every time I'm in Hollywood Studios, I go to Muppet Vision. Right. And that's <laughs> Without the thing. fail, I make it a point. I'm like, oh, we got we to gotta block off a time. We're going to go to the tune-in lounge, have a few Jack and Cokes, and then go over to right. Muppet Vision and giggle like like kids. It's going to be great. Right. <laughs> and that's the thing. is, And, and again, it d- d- everything sucks, right? <laughs> We just want to be at Disney. Have you have you have you figured out? First of all, have you figured out Muppet Treasure Island? Not a great movie. We want to go to Disney. Those are the two <laughs> points. <laughs> yeah, we want to go to Disney, and I want to see the Muppets at Disney. Because again, like they do a show, and I referenced it, and I don't think I explained it, but in the same, right outside the Hall of Presidents, they have great moments in American history with the Muppets, right. and basically it's Kermit, Miss Piggy, Fozzie, and Gonzo and Camilla. <laughs> And right. they basically hang out of windows, sing a little song, and give you like a brief history lesson. And it's a fun educational little thing that the Muppets do. So it's wacky, it's zany, and it's fun. And for something like the Hall of Presidents, which like I don't again, it was forever ago, and there were a million different controversies and things and stuff that happened, but it's like you know what we don't need? We don't need the president because Trump, le- the last president, he had held up the renovation for the Hall of Presidents because when they were installing his animatronic, he was fighting with the Walt Disney Corporation as to what his m- animatronic was going to say. And it's like, you know what? Who the fuck cares? Who <laughs> actually fucking cares? You know what? Shut up. And I want to see you just have a conversation with Gonzo because we can all objectively find that funny because it doesn't have to be Gonzo making fun of Trump because that's stupid or we don't have to have, you know, Fozzie making fun of Biden. No, but just Muppets are funny and we would all enjoy (laughs) ourselves and laugh a little bit more. And that's all I want. That's all I want. (laughs) You know what? I wish we could have an animatronic Tim Curry. Because even he was fun. Yeah. I mean, his his parts of the movie, especially because they didn't revolve around the singing, were actually yeah. fun. Um, and, and again, he was giving it his all. He was clearly having a good time, which was fun to watch. I like watching people in situations like this that are actually having a good time. It's you know crazy, right? Um, but the movie just... Yeah, it's it, not good. It, it just... It, yeah. And I, I think it was also like... Yeah. Like, they made Kermit unimportant... And yeah. really unlikable. I'm not gonna like. That's what yeah, I took he away was from unlikable. it. Unlikable. He he was unlikable. He sounded weird. It wasn't the real Kermit voice that we we've got to know. Um, yeah, it just it wasn't good, and the pacing sucked. It felt like it took forever to get through this hour and a half long movie. Uh, like I was floored when it said hour forty minutes. I'm like, really? I feel like I've been here for two days. Yeah. Um, so yeah, 
yeah, not not a not a not a wild. Like I was hoping for so much better. Like when you said it last week, I'm like, great. I don't think I've ever watched that. If I have, it's been way too long, and I don't remember it. So this is gonna be fun because I remember right. how much fun the Christmas Carol was. Right. And s- same thing. I hadn't watched that in forever, and I'm like, this is great. So I'm like, oh, cool. No, didn't have a good time. No, <laughs> didn't have a good time. One out of one, Mike wouldn't recommend. Yeah, would not recommend. <laughs> Dump it on the Yelp review. Um, are we doing the rookie next year? <laughs> next week? Uh, well, so I mean, we could. I mean. I mean I, are we actually going to do that? That came literally out of nowhere. <laughs> I know. I have a list of movies that I think would be very fun to do because um, I came prepared with that. But if you okay. want to do the rookie, we could do the rookie. I mean, there's a I, I, for shits and giggles, I just pulled up uh, movies released 20 years ago. It's actually a, a decent amount of 20-year anniversary movies um, that are pretty good that we could go through what, what throw me throw me some ideas off your list let's see what we're uh, working with so here. because this wasn't as good there's a one movie that people constantly tell me it's also inspired by treasure island um it's called treasure planet uh it is a sci-fi animated movie <laughs> from seen you wincing <laughs> yes i did seen that one yeah so i haven't seen it but apparently it's supposed to be good it's supposed to be a good Disney version of like animated sci-fi version of it. Um, I think so we I need some to... guaranteed fun. I just I just saw one. How okay. about this? I'm, I'm gonna throw this one at you. My other one was an anime movie, uh, okay. just because I wanted to watch your head explode. Well, th- this one this one could be called animated. <laughs> Swordfish. Swordfish. Do you remember Swordfish with John Travolta, yeah. Hugh Jackman? Yeah, twentieth anniversary of Swordfish. That movie's bonkers. Okay, we should do Swordfish. <laughs> um, like that, we got that. Um, let's see what else is celebrating. Swordfish is it's a pretty solid one because that's that's right in our. This is fucking stupid wheelhouse. Yeah. Also, twenty years ago, the hacking in that movie was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, Jason X was 20 years ago. Oh, I That's... love Jason X. Yep. AK Jason goes to space. Uh, how high with meth and red was 20 <laughs> years ago. Okay. Uh, let's see. Freddie got fingered. was 20 years oh, ago. God, no, no. Nope. That's the 20th anniversary of that. Nope. Uh, this is, a, I, I legitimately love this movie. American sweethearts. Have you ever seen it? Uh, uh John Cusack, Catherine Zeta Jones, Billy Crystal, no. Julia Roberts. Really good fucking movie. Like, like, that that's a that's a solid one. I think we would both enjoy that one okay. almost too much for the reviewing of it yet. Sure, we might want to dump a couple of shits on here first before we get there. Um, oh, another just out of fucking left field bonkers movie that I'm sure you haven't seen. One Night at McCool's. Nope, never seen it. Andrew Dice Clay plays twins. Oh no, thank <laughs> you. Nope, nope, Look, no. Look, that just brought me to another thing. I haven't played the Ford Failing card yet, so you're going to have to pick. How much dice do you want next week? Um, I already <laughs> picked Swordfish, so <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we're doing Swordfish. It's the first movie I saw with boobs in it. All right. <sighs> Expensive ones at that. All right, so next week, I'm going to get dice on this fucking show. <laughs> I want that. I want another review. I want another iTunes review. It's the uh, only one we have. God. <laughs> Yeah, can, can someone please just review this show on iTunes or Automatic or Spotify? Do I gotta do the, re- the impersonation to okay. get a review? No, thank you. <laughs> Hickory dickory dock one star my bulls. So, okay, next week, Swordfish. Swordfish. Uh, Swordfish. 20th anniversary of Password Swordfish. 
starring John Travolta, Halle Berry, and her boobs. All right. Thank you for joining us on that movie show. Mike Went and Eddie McCabe. You can follow us on social media at Mike Went at the Eddie McCabe. Uh, I'm actually at the Mike Went because I logged on TikTok because I logged oh, yeah. in. When, when TikTok first came out and I signed up for at Mike went and I can't for the life of me remember how I did it and I can't get access to the account. So Have you tried at, number? I've tried everything. I've tried. Okay. I've tried my, my phone number. I tried like old dormant emails. I tried logging in through Facebook and I, I don't know. I'm probably logged in through fucking Snapchat or something. I just don't know the password to that. So probably that's where it is. So at Mike went is on TikTok, but the one I'm actually doing my bullshit on that I don't want people to follow, but they keep following I took a cue from you and went the mic went. Um, but yeah, Eddie's actually putting forth an effort to go follow him on TikTok and YouTube. Um, yeah, go give me a follow on YouTube. I'm really trying to do that. I'm putting out like episodes and shit. It's actually putting in work. Don't follow my dumb shit because I'm just pointing a phone at a TV and calling you all stupid. <laughs> yeah. That actually might be my that might start being my bit. 30 seconds at second 29. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I found a bit <laughs> and it's my favorite one fucking with the internet. <laughs> yeah. I love it. All right. Uh, so thanks for joining us again on uh, that movie show. That movie show.net is the website. You can find the archives there. We are literally on every and all podcast apps. So please hit the subscribe, hit the rate, hit the review, hit all the buttons and we will see you back next week for swordfish. Bye, everybody. That's Hoobie Valley, Hoobie Hollywood, where any office boy or young mechanic.